What do you get up to this weekend? Uh, you know what? After uh, after we had our awesome Hamilton watch party, and mm-hmm. we did it very responsibly. Mm-hmm. We had a, a small group of people. Five of us. Five of us, and we watched Hamilton, and I loved the nervous tension of us, like, can we sing? Should we sing? Should we sing? And then by the second half, it was we're like- We're just like all singing oh, everything. Yeah. And then now that I'm uh, the world's greatest biker in Toronto, <laughs> um, I biked my way home. Those nighttime bike oh, rides- so good. Are the best. It was There's so no good. no cars. You're not as worried. It's a little bit cooler with the breeze. Yeah. Especially if you've had like- A little bit of a buzz on. I was going to yeah. say, not an irresponsible amount of yeah. alcohol, but like a tolerant amount of alcohol. Yeah. You're like, this feels great. The amount of alcohol I had was cool with interracial relationships in like the 50s. That's how tolerant the amount of alcohol oh I had was. <laughs> and welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Baskin. And I am Mikey Aaron Warm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a, that is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is an A plus in this all, world. <laughs> all I ever want is a reaction. Oh, okay. <laughs> like any good comedy video game podcast. Oh, fine. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well done. Hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I've lost a lot of sleep. Okay. Um, does my portion of the intro make any sense whatsoever? Say it back to me. The podcast where we remind you what you used to love so far Great. Yeah. On brand. Yeah. They're the listeners like, I want to remember what I used to love. Right. And whether or not you still should. Remember or love it. Who doesn't say? Ah, oh, wow. The podcast this feels like a re- good off mic podcast. Remind you what you used to love. <laughs> yeah. And whether or not you still should. We remind you what you used to love. Yeah. And whether or not you still should. I assume it's whether you not you should not love it or, or not. No, anymore. that is. Yeah. But I don't think the structure of that makes very much sense. I've always assumed that's what it was. It, that is what it is. It's well, what it's supposed it, to be. It is what it is. It is my favorite <laughs> saying of all time. Listen to me, D-pads. If you're ever in a meeting mm-hmm. and someone questions you on your bullshit and you don't have an answer for it, you lean back in that chair of yours, you cross your fingers Mr. Burns style, and mm-hmm. you just say, heh. It is what it is. It's an irrefutable statement. It is an irrefutable statement. <laughs> it is because you can't you can't say anything against it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's what lazy stupid people do to sound smart. Yeah, you yeah. know, or or wax philosophical. Like, yeah. of course, of course, it is what it is. It <laughs> it is that. You no can't... one's denying it is what it isn't. Because <laughs> right. it wouldn't exist. It wouldn't is then anymore. Right. It, it has to is. <laughs> This is as I say this as we have like a Heidegger book in the background over there. I'm just like, ah, what is called thinking? And when I walked into your condo today, there was uh, lots of words like uh, Jim Carrey in 23 and uh, and, and <laughs> pictures and stuff. And it just is, is? encircled ropes, ropes, ropes. Question mark is, is exclamation it? point. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah. which is a scene that you'll see in like any detective movie. Any movie. Two things about this next thing I'm about to say okay. that I think we should get into because I know you're kind of a fan of this of this topic. Okay, uh, hot topic. The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now all their backwards hats are very poor quality. Jack Skellington, uh, <laughs> the best or the greatest character? <laughs> Dude, I went through my phase of uh, getting like all my Overwatch collectibles, like little Funko Pops and everything. They're yeah, still sitting there. Yeah, on my, I, just, on I my, just looked at them. Yeah, yeah. you did. Um, and they were always in a hot topic. So. I, as a 30-year-old man, have yeah. been in a hot topic with, like, the black lights. Oh, my God. And, hey, by the way, black lights matter. 
Oh, how dare you? <laughs> this um, is what two white podcasters need to say. <laughs> um, um, and uh, I don't know how to move on from this. I, I backed myself into a corner. Um, and, and that corner is filled with, with, with Funko Pops. Funko Pops and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but as, a, as a 30 year, 30 year old man, I've been in a hot topic for more than 20 minutes at a time, which I think is honestly almost illegal. So Mikey, we know you love Overwatch. I do. Um, and you still playing. I still play. I played a little bit this weekend, which oh, wow. ate up a little bit of my, uh, last of us two time. Oh yeah. How but dare you? <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I, it was just like a quick hour. <laughs> it's a quick two games. Um, I just, I'm looking at your Funko Pops now. I'm shocked you don't have more. How many do you have? Nine? I think I have, I think have less I have one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, you, you eight. Think I all. think nine, because there's a Torbjorn behind okay. there as well. So you have nine. I thought you'd have more, to be honest. I thought this whole little like uh, wall casing would have been I full would, of them. I would have more. And not, I'll take a picture of this and I'll put it up on Not our, enough on hot topics Instagram. in the area? It's not that there's not <laughs> enough hot topics. It's yeah. that one of the most consistent places I can get them is in the United States. Uh, when I go to, I go once a year to Buffalo with my mom for Damn my right. birthday. And we do, we do. Go Bills. No one circles the wagons. <laughs> Nobody circles No one the falls off the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Nobody goes through the tables like the, <laughs> like Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. But at, so, so as part of our trip, we always end up at the Walden Galleria. Of course. And they have a, Classic they mall. have a GameStop and the Think Geek or whatever, the, like, the a store that's associated with GameStop that basically sells like toys like that, okay. right? And my mom, she's a, she's she loves me a lot, right? And mm-hmm. and she's very proud of me, and she tells me that a lot. She cannot hide how ashamed she is of me. <laughs> Just true to disgust. Just <laughs> legitimately, like she won't like. It's my birthday, so she buys some of the clothes that I get. That's very nice. She will not buy the stuff that I pick up. <laughs> in there she refuses and she won't go in there with me oh wow um and it's this weird moment because she's so not like that yeah and it makes me feel so shame so much shame that all i want to do is go masturbate like that's <laughs> my immediate reaction i'm like what do i, I do i want to watch shame? that michael fassbender movie where he reveals he has a huge dong oh yeah shame, shame. yeah steve mcqueen um, um so so what i was saying though about okay. the topic that we really should be talking about ah, i see uh, and it's not it's the not- road to el dorado this week babies <laughs> Um, no, Atlantis. It's, it's the <laughs> it's the Golden State Killer. Oh, sure, on HBO. And I'm not talking about Steph Curry. <laughs> hey, oh, um, yeah. The, it's it's. I don't think is it an HBO documentary. The, I like what, I'll be gone in the dark. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. That yeah, but out. it's about the the McNamara book, uh, the Patton Oswalt's widow. Oh, I'll be gone in the dark. Wait a second. Is the Golden State Killer the Zodiac Killer? No. Okay, I want to talk about the. Zodiac Killer. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's really odd that you brought that up because HBO has a new show called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is about, oh. I forget her first name, but it's uh, McNamara. She's patented Oswald, right. Oswald's right. widow, and she wrote a book about detailing the pursuit of the Golden State Killer who is still in large. And upon her the publishing of the book and her death, uh, she had a pretty clear-cut idea who that person was, and now HBO is airing a docu-style show right. about about it. Right. It's interesting. Um. It is. It is very interesting, and apparently, her work had a lot to do with uncovering yes. who the Golden State Killer Thanks, was. Thanks, police. Was that? <laughs> Thanks, police. Yeah. Th- <laughs> it took an Angela Lansbury type person <laughs> to do a murder she wrote about a book. Um, okay, so now I'm wondering because I think in my mind I thought the Golden State Killer and the Zodiac Killer were the same, but didn't They're someone? Both in California. Didn't someone just admit to being the Zodiac Killer? Is that true? I don't. And I was didn't a cop? hear that. Well, we've always thought it was a police officer. So apparently, well, 
Okay, wait. It depends. Now, now, I, now, I love the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm yeah, a huge fan of his work. He's done a lot of good work in the community. <laughs> it's so weird these days with so many murder podcasts and murder documentaries and murder TV shows and everything. Everything's about uh, catching murderers and, like, kind of uh, in a weird way. Yeah, who's, catch, who's catching the predators now? <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not that not guy. Chris, <laughs> Chris whatever. Hanson. Hanson, of course. You know, Mbop. Are we even taking a seat anymore? Or what's going on? <laughs> um, it's so weird to fetishize this whole thing about the murder culture because like, you, what are you supposed to say? Like, oh, I'm a huge fan of the Zodiac Yeah, killer. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I, I, was a, I, was a, I was a large pursuer of all things Zodiac, especially when I was younger. And I really think that film, the, the Zodiac, is just great. Is an incredible film. It's it, took really, me, it took me up until I think two years ago to watch it for the first time. And oh, it was fantastic. I hit, um, with my player two, it was one of her first dates. I made her watch it. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. She, Very cool. She didn't leave. Yeah. So that's good. No, I tied her up. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I... I, I, was that before or after the movie? Hey, hey yo. Is a, no, I think it's I think it's just a really masterful piece. If you watch that movie though, they make it very, very clear. <laughs> very clear who they think it was. Yeah. And he's not a cop. So no. yeah, you know, a little bit interesting. But yeah. I uh, yeah, so I, I should look that up because I thought you'd be really interested because I know you oh, love yeah. the Zodiac Killer. I do I love him. You, you got him like like a firefighter calendar, but just the Zodiac killer, yeah. just in, in various you, states of undress. I bet you hot topics sell Zodiac killer shirts. <laughs> That's definitely true. hundred <laughs> percent. But they're just the Zodiac, like the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal on the front or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. with his colored glasses. Yeah, Him Mark Ruffalo glasses. gets no love. Oh yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo and Jake Gyllenhaal are kind of the main characters. I heard that the whole time he was pursuing the killer, he knew <laughs> who did it. He knew. Oh, <laughs> uh, Hey, won them an Oscar. It won them an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not. And and the movie we're talking about there is Spotlight. Yes. And let's shine a spotlight fine. on it and how mediocre it is. It's exactly fine. that. I, like, it's, I, it's the Ford versus Ferrari, basically, of that year. Well, okay, wait a second. Now that we're talking about it, I think Spotlight's fine. You don't, like, leave the theater and go, ugh. Like, you go, oh, okay, yeah, all right. But then when it won Best Picture, like, whoa, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah, best yeah, picture yeah, yeah, that year? Yeah. Whereas Ford versus Ferrari, I have the opposite reaction where I'm like, uh, I was just talking about today, and I'm like, Oh, no. And they're like, you didn't like that movie? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was doing it because it was nominated for Best Picture. I can't believe that. Yeah, It's a yeah. totally fine movie. Yeah. I watched it going like, it's a, it, Ford vs. Ferrari is dad movie. That is dad <laughs> movie country. That is like eating it up with a spoon because I was like to my own dad, I'm like, do you watch Ford vs. Ferrari? I'm like, and how much did you love it? And he's like, I loved it. It was yeah. great. I'm like, yeah, I know dad. Uh, dad country for old men? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, but they are old men. So yeah. no country for dad. No dad country. country dad country for old men. Yeah, dad country. That for movie old men. is dad country for old men. Yeah, you're right. That's a new category in this podcast. <laughs> of dad country for old men. Um, which Mission Impossible is finding its way in there a little bit, but I also hey, love it eventually we, you and I may be dads. Hundred percent. I just want to have a kid so that I can get someone to call me daddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, you don't. You're just you're not paying enough. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. it is. Um, Someone explained to me the uh, Call Her Daddy podcast drama. So Call me, call Her Daddy is a podcast. Oh, I can't believe I'm talking about this. It's a podcast that was on the Barstool Network, so therefore I've never okay. heard of it. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and also, fuck that company. Um, <laughs> just with everything going on now. Like, like, that was super shocking. Oh, it's a racist place to work. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> it's almost on you for getting, like, going like, this will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, it's not. It's yeah, never, blame the never, manager. I was going to say, that, yeah. it's never an excuse. It, fuck that company. But there was a very famous podcast. It was very, very popular. It was two women. And uh, and they've recently split up. And so now it's spreading. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's very big gossip in the podcast world Ooh. about them. But two women. Spill it. Uh, you know what? 
I look it up, but like I almost lost interest even in the intro of explaining yeah. this. I don't have the energy to explain this whole what thing. Do you think, what do you think would happen if you and I broke up? What would the gospel be? Which which of our podcast? So you would oh, probably God. continue on with the retrograde. Would you continue on the retrograde without me? I mean, if we sp- look, an- if if there were if 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 it were a matter of the podcast either ending or not, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I would <laughs> change the passwords. Absolutely, <laughs> my life is the retrograde. Yeah, yeah. it would no. be. An, let's say it's an amicable split. Amicable split. If it was an amicable split, I would ask that I could continue it. Yeah. But I wouldn't, if, if you were like, no, then I'd start something new. Yeah. Like, I, this isn't my podcast. No, no, it's our um, podcast. Yeah. So I I, I, uh, I would love to keep it going. I just wouldn't imagine why it would work without you. Mm, that's very sweet. <laughs> that's very sweet. So call her daddy worse than the retrograde. That's all yeah, we're absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all we're call, saying. Call her daddy. Ring, ring. Hey, it's her daddy. Um. <laughs> Your daughter's podcast is shit compared to the retrograde. <laughs> we have, a, we have a no country for old man. Oh, no old man for no country. No. What, was it? what was it? Dad country for old Dad men. Dad country for old man. Showing up at the door. A 65-year-old man's going to knock my lights out. Dude, I, okay. We talk <laughs> Weird about, old man strike. We, we talk about t-shirts that you and I should make. I want our t-shirt or a version of it to have the no country for old men, but instead of Shiger's face, it's just your dad or my dad on the back. <laughs> On the back. If we ever get to the point that we're selling merch, which to be honest, we're really on the verge of we're that. So close. heads up. Yeah. Um, if you have any suggestions of what you want to see on a shirt, we'd love to hear about oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hit us up, Retrograde Pod, Retrograde Andy. Um, but yeah, our two, it would be the greatest thing ever to sell merch with our dad's faces on it. <laughs> they would they, they would not get it. They would That's be the baffled part. by this. <laughs> yeah. They would be like, why are we on the t-shirts? You're like, because it's no dads for no, wait, what is it? <laughs> dad country for old men. Dad country for old country. See, dad country for old men. Dad country for old men. And they'd be- Men! <laughs> no country old man. <laughs> And they'd be like, I don't get it. And I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> That's the point. Oh my God. <laughs> Why does the back say it's an indelible mark? <laughs> it's like, ah, like, oh boy. <laughs> I like, you know how uh, in cartoons when uh, like Bugs Bunny throws a baseball and he throws it so far that it comes back with stamps from all around. I love like, that joke. From, from all around the, like the different Very states funny. of the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like our shirts, we could just like throw through the annals of our podcast and it's just different catchphrases <laughs> just with patches on it. It's things we mock each other for. Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> Dense Ghost. That's a Dance. great idea. Yeah. Hail Satan. I want, yeah, I think I want to do, maybe we should get one where it's like um, a stress ball. Oh, and it just it says the retrograde, and it says it's tough. It's hey, that's a great one. That's not bad, right? You know what? I just off the top of my head. I the top of that pretty little dome you got Thank going you very on much. there that looks kind of like a stress ball in the right it, light. It really does, and yeah, you really if you pay me enough or I pay you enough, you can use <laughs> yeah. my head like a stress yeah. ball with yeah. your thighs. You'd let Abby do that in a heartbeat. A hundred percent, I would. Oh, do, oh. do you want to bring this up? Let's bring this up now. Uh, so there's a obviously a glaring uh, omission so far in this mm-hmm. podcast uh, to. Two two little kids, uh, one big boy and one little dinky bo- little baby, who have been playing this game for quite a long time, yep. and this game is very much in the zeitgeist. You'd think we'd have spoken about The Last of Us 2 by now, uh, but we want to make sure, as we said on the last podcast, that we get to cover it with as much detail and spoilers as right. possible. Um, in the interim, you and I, uh, 
Lil Dinky Andy, yes. have spoken about it off mic a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, or before, like outside of the realms of like us pressing record on the podcast. <laughs> In our friendship. Yeah. In our friendship, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and what we've actually done is we've recorded a little tidbit of that. There's about five minutes of conversation on right. The Last of Us 2 that we're going to actually have as a little bit of a bonus after the podcast finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested in it, there are spoilers. It's not organized because it's just us talking, but we figured we wanted to give you a little bit of, of, of yeah. something to hold you over until we can really have that big spoiler cast going. Yeah, we want to talk about Last of Us 2 oh as well. So but I think it's only fair that either you talk about all of it or you talk about none of it. So we're just going to throw in a little bit of our personal conversation about where we're at with the game, what, what our early thoughts are on the game, and, and uh, hopefully what your appetite's with that because... Um, there's a lot to say. Let's yeah. just say that. I, so, I don't think we talked enough about none of it on Canada Day, though. Oh, yeah. The forgotten, the forgotten territory, territory. The newest yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which came to be on April 1st, on, and it's called None of It. Well, it's, <laughs> it's noon of it. <laughs> it's literally none of it on April 1st. That uh, feels like strong, no, no dad country for old yeah. men. <laughs> That feels like dad country for old men joke. Where it's like a nice white 55-year-old guy going, none of it. (laughs) The only thing I'm missing is a kid because I have dad jokes for days, baby. You you will literally acquire a child just to have that strong. The only issue with that is that once you have a child, then you also have, just have, you have dad dick. And that's not good either. Dad dick? You've never heard this term before? What is dad dick? It's just like a sad penis. Oh. It's like droopy balls, sad. What's so sad about it? Well, it's because it's no longer no longer a desire of uh no longer like young and virile and stuff like that. Now you are now in the second half but of your life. But you got a bunch of young kids running around all day. What? And you hope to produce happy? more? No, okay, wait. What? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about you here, Andrew. <laughs> no, 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 no. How yep. dare you turn that yeah, on yeah, me? Yeah, no, no, cuz you always talk about how excited you get around little children. I never have said that and don't you dare put that on me. <laughs> I am suing you. <laughs> This is how the podcast ends. Yeah. We foretold it. Yeah, this is our divorce and who gets custody of the podcast. You do one week, I do one week. <laughs> oh, that would be so heartbreaking if one week did better. Like, markedly better. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's yours. Oh. Big boy, Mike. Shamefully, tears in my eyes. I hand you the podcast keys. <laughs> the pod keys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I guess you really were the big, the boy, big boy all boy. along. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, don't you dare say my name in that drawl. <laughs> you guys say you're like the big boy. Hey, Mike. shut up. Okay, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, there are some things that I do want to talk about that okay. are not awful. Oh. How about that for a segue? I mean, I do love awful things, but let's talk about what I you, you want. You're going to love segues. God, okay. Um, two uh, two movies that are currently on streaming uh, that I watched this week that I have different opinions on, but I want to want to talk about on the podcast. Okay. The Eurovision Song Contest, the uh, saga I of almost <laughs> watched it. I watched it, and it's not good. Okay. Like this is not shocking. I'm not yeah. going to shock anyone. And say Will Ferrell made a Netflix movie, and yeah. guess what? It's not great. Yeah. That being said, it oddly might be in his top 10 films of all time. Interesting. Because right after like number six, it gets soft. And so you could start picking like oh, movies man. of like, like I don't want you, I'm not going to put you on the spot and say rank your top 10 yeah. Will Ferrell yeah. movies. But you have your uh, stepbrothers, your old school, yeah. maybe a Wedding Crashers cameo in there, Elf, uh, maybe one of his more serious works, you know, something like that. So you get to six, seven pretty easy. Sure. And then you start I go- can't believe you didn't say Night at the Roxbury in there. 
Oh, that might be one of his worst movies. Dude, that is childhood. This is this is a great episode for the podcast because that I, is that's not a good movie. I know you're wrong because I rewatched it a couple months ago and I could not believe how legitimately funny it still is. Not slapstick funny. Like it is there's there's it becomes a new movie when you watch it as an adult right. because there are things that happen in it that you just don't understand if you hadn't been in the club scene or like been to clubs and been of that age and lived through that era. Like when was the last time you watched that movie? Uh, I don't know. 10 years ago, maybe trust me. Watch it again. It is legitimately very, very, very funny. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to make my top 10. Uh, no, not at all. So mad right now. You know, what's so funny. I think there was a vulture article that was ranking his 34 best movies. This is why I got in my head in a little bit. I think they had it second last. Night at the Roxbury? Yeah. That's insane. It's actually, that's like legitimately that's wrong. I don't know. It was not only critically bad, it made no money whatsoever too. It's not even like it's, it's beloved among certain people of a generation like us. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, is it really that good? Honestly, okay. like reserve your judgment until you see it again. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it was, I, it was recommended to me that I watch it by okay. my brother and sister. And I was like, guys, I really don't want to ruin my memory of this movie. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Like, I, I know it's going to be bad. And the whole time, I, ju- I remember, like, laughing and my mouth being agape and looking at them being like, I can't believe this is legitimately good. I Like, it just baffled me. It yeah. baffled me. It's very, very funny. Oh, there you go. Night of the Roxbury. Uh, if you like Night at the Roxbury, let me know how wrong I am. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Whereas this Eurovision, the issue with it is it kind of fall, you exactly know what's going to happen in it, which is whatever. I don't, I don't think we're here for like a you know an M Night Shyamalan style ending where like, I know exactly what's going to happen in an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie. It's going to bomb. Yeah, it's not going to be very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I. But it's it's a movie where it's trying to be a little bit for everybody, and so okay. it's super clunky yeah. at times. Like there's a whole like. It's a song contest. Eurovision's a real thing. Oh, okay. And I had to show, oh, if you don't know that, I need to recommend that everyone goes out and watches Eurovision immediately. Really? It, it was, it's a song competition that came in after World War II to unite the different countries of Europe that would watch all together as everyone has a different entry into this song contest that they write an original song. Wow. And a lot of interesting people have actually performed on it in their in their careers. And so what happens is watched by like hundreds of millions of people in Jesus. Europe. And everyone votes on it. And like, it's kind of a predicator to like all these, you know, singing style competitions now. But it still happens. And so you have these incredibly bizarre performances. Like this movie could not gotten big enough of how weird it is. Every year there's like an Icelandic group that dresses in all skeletons and it's hard metal. And then we have a Greek group that's in bikinis doing pop music. Does this still happen? still happens. Really? It's so bizarre. So it's kind of like, this is like a perfect Will Ferrell movie. So you just got to deal with like people that are there for the uh, musical theater of it. Like there is a five minute scene where everyone is just doing a mashup of pop songs. Okay. And they're running through a house doing it. You just got to deal with that. That's just part of this movie. But you know what? (laughs) The only thing I'll say is Rachel McAdams, who is the love interest in the movie Mm -hmm. and is really treating this very seriously and she's the best part of the movie where it's like very earnest and very sweet and I wish she was in more stuff because I'm watching her she's speaking great. of spotlight um, where I'm like you know like she like actually believes this is happening and there's like it's it's more of the elf style of Will Ferrell's career where it's he's trying to be earnest about stuff yeah and you're like well, he's still got a big dopey face where you kind of sometimes feel bad yeah. for him yeah, yeah yeah so it's not a great movie no okay but but there is like some positives out of there the second movie I want to talk about, I cannot recommend enough, and I need everyone to watch it. It's called The Vast of Night. It's on Amazon Prime. Dude, 
And I told you about this movie twice on this goddamn podcast. I don't think that ever happened. I, Andrew, I, (laughs) Andrew, look at me. Andrew, don't look away from me. No. Andrew, I'm right here. Where? The same place I always sit when we record, right on your lap. Oh, there's the Funko Pops. Look down, I'm in your lap. (laughs) You're in my lap? I'm in your lap. That's a classic not big boy thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, it's- Unless it's a mocking term. Come here, big boy. (laughs) Hush, little baby. What? Something, something mocking term. That's what it. What are you talking about? Did you, know, you hit your head? Is, isn't Hush Little Baby Mockingbird? Yeah. But it, it, instead <laughs> I said Mocking Term. Ah, very good. Thank you very much, Andrew. So in the vast of night. Yes. Uh, in the vast of night, excuse me. In the middle of the night. It's uh, by Andrew Patterson. It's it, it made a bunch of festivals last year. It's a very high concept science fiction movie on a low budget. Yeah. And they do it. So well, I almost don't want to talk too much about it because it's like, it's so uh, an atmospheric movie where you just get caught up. Did you know anything about it before you watched it? I did because I heard how well it did in the festival circuit. And I also heard like Steven Soderbergh walked up to him afterwards and was like, what movie do you want to do next? Like, was just like, like, I'll produce it. Let's go. Because you could tell it's not a huge budget. It's enough that they can get the cars and yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. and the things shut down and a little bit of graphics. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but but other than that, it's not a lot. It's just such an interesting shooting style. It's almost shot completely from people's behinds. Like they're they're in the dark. You can see the back of their heads constantly. Yeah. But in the way that I kind of was explaining this afterwards, in the way that like campfire ghost stories are scary. This is why this is scary. Yeah. It's one of those ones that it's the things they don't say and it's the things they don't show you that make it scary. Yeah. And it's the littlest moments. Instead of like a horror movie that just beats you over the head and over the head and over the head with uh, how, look how gross this is. Look how scary this is. Another pop-up scare. This is giving you long periods of nothing uh-huh. so that that little moment of something is terrifying. And, and quiet and isolation and absurdity mm-hmm. and 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 distrust. Um the the best way I think you can explain this movie in terms of, of its shooting style mm-hmm. and even writing style is, you know, at the beginning of a movie when everything's kind of moving and it's almost like 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 a Broadway play and everyone's kind of going and it's like, hey, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you? And then it like intera- everyone's kind of moving and interacting with each other. And usually in a movie that sort of introduces everyone and sets the pace. Yep. And it's like a minute or two long. That There's like 40 minutes of that in this movie before it then grinds to a halt. And it's only a 90 minute movie. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not a long movie, but you're right. The whole opening scene, he also, Andrew Pedersen does some things with the camera that I was literally like, how the hell did he do that? Like there are continuous long shots of yeah. this minutes, minutes long. And sometimes like there is a scene, there's a basketball game happening. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we're ruining anything by saying the whole town's at this basketball game and the camera follows the main character in from behind, follows him in and around behind the bleachers and then moves up over the bleachers and through the window. And I was actually watching like, well, how the hell did he do that? Yeah. Like, how is that one shot? Yeah. That the camera, I, there were so many things where I was just completely taken back from this movie. It is adorable. Yeah. It is super high concept and we don't make movies enough like this. Anymore. Yeah. Actually to speak to your point though, all good movies start in a wedding because then they get to explain who everyone is. There's oh, a yeah, bunch yeah, of movies yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. are really, really good. Like the Godfather that starts in a wedding. Cause then you can go, Hey, this is this guy. Oh, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. This is this guy. Oh, nice to meet you. You well, know, it's, it's the same trope as like in most sci-fi movies that introduce you to a world that's 20, 30 years in the future. There's always like the new partner that a detective <laughs> yeah, has yeah, so yeah. that someone gets to explain what well, you don't know little Johnny and the gang. Yeah. Huh? That's or the I, fact that the cars are flying. You don't know that. <laughs> that's like pretty much any specialized film. Like, yeah. 
like if it's a police movie, you have a new recruit so that you can explain. Yes. Like, that's why we do this. This you is know? how things are done over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You're going to oppress people that don't look like us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... It, I'm, it, I'm so glad you like that movie. I honestly, phenomenal. I think it may be either that or The Lodge uh, for my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, it, it is. It's a really... It's a really tremendous movie. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. The Vast of Night. It's currently on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I am so glad you watched it as well. Took you a while, but hey, you got here eventually. <laughs> yeah. Took you about as long as it takes me to play an hour's worth of The Last of Us. Yeah, seriously. It's so frustrating because you zoomed through it. I did, I flew through and it. And I... I've been able to maybe squeeze an hour a night and then weekends I can do... It's uh, not fair. You're still working. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing. <laughs> uh, but it's it's frustrating because I, I have the itch to play. Like, yeah. I want to fucking play. And, uh, and it's almost like when you're reading a good book, they do yeah. a good job of having kind of cliffhangers or like, okay, one more page or like one more session. I was just going to say yeah. that. They don't give you a break where you're like, oh, this is a good putting down yes, spot. exactly. You know, because exactly. it, it's, it's built a tension that only ramps. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I'll say because that's, I can think yeah. of a couple of things, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, man, I can't wait to talk about the game. Yeah, we, we will talk about it soon. Um, there, there's one quick thing I want to I wanna talk about as well before we get into the game of this week, uh, which is uh, Aaron Worms. Uh, obviously, oh, I've already said that. <laughs> um, it's Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? Oh, Ghibli. 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 Ghibli has all of their movies out now on Netflix, or the majority of them. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. I have no, I idea. Have no idea. I've <laughs> just said my whole life Ghibli. <laughs> yeah. It might be Ghibli. Who the hell knows? <laughs> I said with such confidence, like I'm a Japanese scholar. Yeah, like, yeah. well, it's obviously G Ghibli, you know. Wait a second, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I'm going to pause the podcast. Okay, pause the podcast. When, That's a first. When I, when I talk to you about starting this podcast, right. what is the one thing you promised me? That I was a Japanese scholar. And all of a sudden we're two two years in right and what did you just say i'm not a japanese scholar okay so can i ask you this mm -hmm. you've heard those two things that you've said yeah do you understand how i'm a little bit caught off guard here i don't understand why but okay i i, I respect your ability to be caught off guard okay um that doesn't sound quite like what i'm looking for right now and i don't even want to say are you looking for a japanese scholar I, that, now I feel like I am. Yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah. that's totally understandable. How am I supposed to play my, uh, play my, my, or read my manga. Yeah. If no one's going to translate for me. Well, yeah. Does this mean that every time we've been reading. Hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've, well, no, I've been, you know, interpreting. Okay. What I think the story is. So, and the story is always brother meets sister, apparently. <laughs> According to the, I just thought I was, I couldn't get it. I was like Dragon Ball Z and you're like, that's Goku's sister. Yeah. And they're making love. And I was like, where did I get- And there's get so many tentacles. There's so many, <laughs> there's so many everyone tentacles. Everyone has tentacles all the time. Frieza just has a bunch of tentacles. Yes, of course. Frieza. <laughs> a Japanese scholar would know who Frieza is. I, but I am a Japanese scholar. Oh, you are? I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna start the podcast. I, I, I'm, sorry, I, sorry for the honestly. Sorry, yeah. I thought no, I, it's okay. Like I'm, it's totally fine. Let's, let's okay. Just I'm gonna keep start going. the podcast okay. again. I'm sorry, man. Honestly, no, no, like it's, I, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Seriously, we're good. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. I, I tell you. All right, and. <clears throat> Andrew, before we start, uh, clean. Yep, there you go. And go. So I'm not a Japanese scholar, but I have no idea. Okay, that Andrew, um, I think I see what you're doing here. I don't think so. And I, I don't appreciate that you're doing this for entertainment's sake. Okay. 
because I feel like you're really kind of throwing me to the wolves right now. Okay. And I'm not talking about the WLF. No, no, no. no. Nice. Good ref. Thanks very much. <laughs> no Thanks problem much. at all. I am not Japanese, so I'm not a Japanese scholar. Oh. But I have studied my life in Japanese culture, so I am a Japanese scholar. Okay. That we should be very clear to you. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Studio Ghibli is now on Netflix. It has. You sure you're not Japanese? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, I'm still waiting on my 23 and me <laughs> yeah. to come back yeah. and go like 0.4%. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to need a 26 and me to get any hint of that. But. <laughs> I did, it's going to be like every white person is just hoping for that 0.4% yeah. of something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they yeah, go yeah, like, yeah. oh, and you're like, no, that doesn't work, man. I can wear a headdress at Coachella. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also understand the strife of our people. <laughs> No, stop that. No, you don't. Like, um, so what, what do you think of Studio Ghibli? Uh, a huge part of my childhood. Huge yeah. part of my life growing what's your, up. What's your favorite? Uh, my first one, the first one I watched, because it's left the most yeah. <clears throat> indelible. Indelible mark. Indelible. Uh, is Spirited Away. Okay, yeah. But uh, you know, Totoro and that, a bunch of, there's so many good ones that it's kind of hot. Here's the hard thing is like, I, I found myself like, okay, they released all of the Studio Ghibli movies. Like, I don't need to see all of them. You know, I've seen all the best ones. And then I was like, wait a second. I've seen a lot and I've loved all of them. All of them. There have to be more of them that I just haven't heard of them. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a stab in the dark. And I watched one called po- Porco Rosso mm. about a fire pilot who's a, a pig. Oh, I've heard about this It one. is fucking phenomenal. They're, they're so it's good. It's so, and I'm just like, okay, there are 12 more movies now that I can watch on Netflix whenever I want and just kind of know that I'm going to enjoy them. Yeah. I can't imagine any of them are bad. No. There's like certain things where you find, like this is how you felt about Pixar up until The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, But, right. oh God. But there are certain things where they have like an artistic stamp to them and you're like, but these ones are so creative and whimsical and then like in a really good way like most animation comedy does they set you up and then just punch you right in the gut and you're like oh what is life like Onward I just watched Onward this weekend that is a great great movie there you go another Pixar movie yeah another Pixar movie uh, but yeah thanks Cars screw you John Lasseter (laughs) (laughs) Um, so speaking of whimsical uh-huh. And animated. Go on. And worms. Oh, you have my attention now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And uh, well, worms actually look a lot like dad penis the way you describe them. So, dad dick. Oh, sorry. No country for old dad. <laughs> dad dick for old country. Dad dick for old men. Yo, give me oh, wait, dad dick wait. for old men. <laughs> that actually made sense. Dad actually, dad actually made sense. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Worms, this uh-huh. is a game that I've been excited to talk about for a very long time. And I know I, that's, to me, I think, tough. Your version of tough is me saying I'm excited to talk about it. But this one specifically because I played a lot of this game as a kid, okay. Worms. And you and I often get into a conversation about the way in which we enjoy video games. And sure. how sometimes the, the best way to enjoy them is to imbue the game with your own story. Whether okay. it's be a pro and and thinking like, well, I got to drop 40 points on this person because yeah. they said good game to me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. The Michael Jordan set, yeah. Yeah, and then smoking nine foot long cigar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then, uh, but this was, with, with Worms, a game that I never played for any sense of story, which I don't think anyone does. No. But what I did in this game was... Um, I would, I would name all of the characters, and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. So the, the, a little backstory on Worms and the way it works, if yeah. you're not familiar, it's what's called a, a turn-based artillery shooter, which is kind of like hmm. its own genre of video game, okay. where you have two teams that are on a battlefield. The battlefield is is... Uh, has a lot of awkward terrain, a lot of ups and downs and water. You uh, 
destructible environments. So you kind of lob weapons at one another okay. and it can destroy the environment around your enemies. It can damage your enemies. If you if you shoot the the or aim the weapon wrong, you can damage your own characters or your own worms. Um, and the winner is the team that has either the highest health pool among all of their soldiers at the end of the round or kills all the remaining characters right. on the other team. Um, now, what I would often do in this game is name the other team after my enemies. Oh, yes. You've spoken about this. Yeah, and I would name basically just like <laughs> Mikey, 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 Mikey. I would have six of me yep. and then all of my enemies on the other team. Do you want to give us a generic good enemy name from uh, a elementary school Mikey that was playing this game? Scott, Glenn, um, Terry, they're, okay, Richard. well, I did. Leo Leo was always on my team, actually. You had a Leo. Leo was my ally? best friend in grade two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but there were. What happened to him? Um, you know what? What it, the same thing that happens life. to most friends. <laughs> life happened, man. Yeah. I run into. I ran into him not too long ago. Well, actually, quite a long time ago. But it was. It was also quite a long time after the last time we'd seen each other. Yeah. And and that was that. No. You lose best friends sometimes. Oh my god! But Leo, I've actually brought him up on this podcast before. He introduced me to like to bootleg games like he modded his PlayStation. Wow. He had all these Japanese games for the Dreamcast that I was never able to, to play. If you guys stayed friends, it would have been you and him hosting this podcast. Oh, imagine. I know. And he's a true Japanese scholar. <laughs> In every sense of the word. In every sense of the word. <laughs> um, no, but I, I love that. This was a game that I played because the mechanics were so... They just felt so good to me. Right. And I could use that weird part of me that just loved to put my weird life and interests into the game and, and play it that way. Um, this this game, Andrew, is this one that you kind of have similar memories with? Did you play Yeah, that? I played this at my fabled and totally real neighbor's house. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, this was not something I owned, but we used to play a lot. So that was like yeah. in the cycle of games with Age of Empires and Command & Conquer. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Those yeah. were the games that we would play. It's a really good, nice, short game that you yes. can kind of like... Bite-sized chunks for yeah, each Yeah, I was going to say bang it out, but that's kind of like a, you know, whatever. But That uh, sounds like something you do in uh, No Country for Old Dad. <laughs> or Old Dad... Damn it, now I can't remember it. <laughs> if you Dad Country for Old Men. Dad Country for Old Men. Yeah. Of course, it just, just fu flows off the top. Oh, so beautifully. Um, yeah. So I, I, you could you could get a lot of games out. You could switch turns. You could play against each other. You could play together. There was a lot of things about yeah. it that worked. And uh, it's a really, I hate to say it, but it's like not only good because we played when we were children, but it's a really good children game. Yeah. Like it's essentially like modified tic-tac-toe or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. connect four. Yeah. You know, you're really just playing the same game multiple different ways and seeing reading strategies. Yeah. Which is really cool. I like that. Um, yeah. I was surprised, actually, in doing research in this game. I kind of thought Worms was the first of its kind. Mm. Uh, it was developed by Team 17 under the direction of someone named Andy Davidson. Uh, it was released in 1995 on the Commodore wow. Amiga. Um, Team 17 is kind of unknown apart from Worms. Okay. Uh, but it's kind of a cool story. So Andy Davidson um, had experience with this this artillery turn-based artillery shooter style of game as people had i kind of thought worms was the first one but it turns out it's not uh there were other games uh that that had a, a similar kind of style to them um 
There was one called Scorched Earth in 1991, Gorillas in 1991, and Artillery Duel seems to be like the, the main one in 1983. Uh, but having been influenced by this and the game Lemmings, uh, this Andy Davidson fellow had this program that kind of could allow him to uh, recuperate some of the RAM after you turn off a program on your computer. So he played Lemmings, basically got the assets for the game Lemmings and mm. built the game Worms using those assets so much so that the game was never intended when he first made it to be released. He just oh. made it for his friends. Uh, and I think he called it Lem Artillery or something, something weird like that. Okay. Um, that's a good name change. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good name change. Yeah. And the change to he, the characters in, initially were lemmings instead no. of instead of worms. I can see the similarity though. Can't you? Yeah. 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 Now that you said, I don't know if I would have been able to point that out, but yeah. you kind of see it now. Very, very, uh, very kind of influenced by lemmings. So it so it would seem. But it's he he got this sense very early on that his friends didn't like it just as you know a throwaway game like they really loved it yeah so it's kind of this really nice story he took it in 1994 to uh, uh, like to, a, to an expo and he got approached that expo by uh, Team 17 who basically on the spot said we're gonna make this game for you make it happen huh. and then they released it on the Commodore he changed it to Worms and changed the game did they get Sean Parker in and he's like you want a billion dollar idea <laughs> Lem Artillery drop the the and he's like there is no the and he's like okay call it Worms and he ran away <laughs> Sean Barker, throughout history, just naming things correctly. Just naming things. It's yeah. great. He's great at that. Yeah. You know what? He should come by and uh, and and name our uh, our our No Country for Old Dads. I was going to say, he should help us with our merch. He should really help us with our merch. Because he doesn't come up with ideas. He just edits your ideas. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then takes most of the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's weird, though? The name of his thing was Napster. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Isn't it because he, uh, whatever, they said he took naps? That's, I think that's a literal right. thing. But that's so dumb. How is I can't someone who's so bad at making names for himself so good at making names for other people? I just think it exhausted him coming up with great ideas all the time. So why don't he take a fucking nap? <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Drop the the. <laughs> Drop the thought. Drop the thought. Um, Why is he taking the naps? <laughs> you know what? So, so the thing about worms that I found, uh, uh, Kind of, it was it was nice to see this because it meant that I wasn't alone. Was that the series really dropped off after Worms, basically one and two, and there were a couple more subsequent releases. But IGN came out and said that like this is one of the the premier franchises that really jumped the shark, and like that's their quote that it jumped the shark. Mm. And in doing research, I was just like. I've heard Jump the Shark before. I know the explanation to this. So do I. I, I okay, so so why don't you explain it to our loyal listener? In Happy Days. Yes! Uh, <laughs> in Happy Days, the Fonz was hotter than the surface of the sun. He was like the greatest character of all time. But to show that he was so great, they were running out of ways to show how great he was. Excuse right. me. So banging on that jukebox and playing songs and then picking up all the jicks and dancing and stuff like that wasn't doing it anymore. Right. So they got him water skiing one time where he literally jumped over a shark with the water skis. And people have used that term since then to point when things have gotten worse because from on there on out, happy days became decreasingly worse. Yeah. It's yeah. That it, which was such a strange, when I saw the, a picture from happy days and the explanation, I thought they were going to give me another example of what jumping the shark was, Yeah, but that's where it came from yeah. when the fawns jumped the shark, which was, was and that's, yeah. And that's where we get that wonderful expression. It's yeah. Literal. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, team 17. So the only other games that I really recognize that they made, they made alien breed, 
Uh, they made a Lemmings remake. Uh, they made hmm. Leisure Suit Larry box office bust in 2009, oh which God. like not the original, but the when one are we gonna do that game? I'm not looking very for soon. I very soon. <laughs> Very soon. There has been so many Leisure Suit Larry games. Yeah, I know. It's inc- like, uh, it's, uh, yeah. I used to play them as a very, very young kid. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I played them a couple of times. I don't know if I have a full opinion on it, but from everything I've seen, I'm like, oh, this is just going to be awful. All I ever wanted was to see boob. Like, I think that was my whole goal as a kid. <laughs> if you want to go back, you can listen to the Cruise, Cruise in the USA episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where Mikey would win races just so he could see a woman in a halter top run yeah. out and give you, and kind of dance around and give you a trophy. That was the most interesting uh, interaction I've had on social media when I was like, what is she doing now? And <gasps> someone actually told me. I think she, she has like a really sad story. Apparently, oh, good, where, good, yeah, good, good, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, you know what I hate to say is that the model for Cruising USA who probably got paid $100 that day to yeah. take a picture of her. Yeah. And that was it. That was her use of that thing. I'd, I'd be shocked if you're like, you you never know. She actually started a tech company. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. oh my God, really? Exactly. Wow. 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 Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, so Leisure Suit Larry will do one day, but they also did Overcooked too. They developed Overcooked too. What the hell? Yeah, which is like shot of the Yeah, dark. nothing in between those two things? No. Like, holy crap, I love Overcooked. Yeah, Overcooked. They didn't make Overcooked 1. They published Overcooked 1. I like Overcooked 2. Overcooked That's the one I have at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. We've had a lot of fun with that game, actually. Yeah, that's, that game is a great yell at your friends game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, uh, this game takes place, like we said, it's six versus six or five versus whatever it is. Right. You have a, a certain teams, number of worms yeah. on, on teams. And it's well known for its weaponry. It's uh, And I think there's a common thread in interests that I have towards games that have a a an interesting weapon selection or creative weapon selection. Um, so everyone knows in this game, you've got the timed grenade, the bazooka. Those are kind of like the, the main ones. Right. You've got a machine gun, but then they start to branch off and they got like, I remember playing worms. You had like a kamikaze. You could throw a banana bomb, which I think was oh, a nod yeah. to that gorillas game, uh, which would kind of like cluster out into different grenades. So, and there was this weird element to some of the weapons you used where you didn't always know exactly where some of the fragments would land. So it was kind of like, almost physics-based, which right. was kind of cool at the time. Um, they had the Holy Hand Grenade, which is another very popular one, the Priceless Ming Vase, and uh, <laughs> one of my favorites, the Inflatable Scouser. Uh, do you know what a Scouse is? A no. Scouser? A Scouser is a person from Liverpool. So really? it's basically just this guy walking around with like a Liverpool scarf just beating people up, which is, <laughs> I, I don't know why they had it in there, but hey. <laughs> I love that that would be... Uh... Like, it's an our ode to them because we love them. And it's like to paint them in a completely unflattering yeah. light. <laughs> well, that is just how people see... Oh, Mikey's like, on board with unflattering li- light. <laughs> li- Liverpool, it, I'm, people who are fans of Liverpool will know this, is the most bullied um, uh, football club in the Premier League. And like, people that- just shit on Liverpool okay. all the time. I do not want to have a long conversation about okay. this. I'm just putting that out there. With that being said, Liverpool recently won... Yes, the Premier League. S- the Premier League. And, and Champions League the year before. Great. And, but yet, it's one of these things like the Yankees, like when someone does well, all of a sudden my timeline or Instagram or everything lights up with all these people. First of all, I had no idea to watch soccer. And yeah. second of all, I had no idea there were Liverpool fans. And it's like, like people with like bottles of like, Liverpool gin that they're like, like, ah, I've always been waiting to open this. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Who are these people? Where did they come? Where did this come from? I, I feel like people in, so I just don't believe your bully thing because it seems like no one else cheers for anyone else in my timeline. And then all of a sudden everyone cheers for Liverpool. I think that's just how it works with 
fans of football in North America or in Toronto. Bandwagoning. Or a little bit of bandwagoning. And like, who else do we talk to about this? Like, I know who all my Liverpool friends are. Um, and we speak, but it's just because I'll post something and then they'll kind of right. all pop up. But I don't think too many people are being super blatant about it unless they're my brother who posts videos of himself crying after they won, which yeah. is Yeah, well, he's adorable. like, I don't think anyone can take anything away from your brother. He's the one that goes to like Scallywags, rest in peace. Yes. And like posts pictures of him watching soccer yeah. at 9 a.m. He is he is a born bread. He got me into Liverpool in the first place. Now we go once a year when we can to uh, to to go watch the games, but yeah. he absolutely got me into it. Well, so, there you go. Yeah. So congratulations to you Scousers. You inflatable Scouser, yeah. Scouser. Yeah. Scouser. Yeah. It sounds like it's a it slur. It doesn't yeah, sound right. I don't feel yeah. great saying it, Mikey. Yeah, but you can get like a Scouse pie at the at the, at the stadium, and it's like you order that. So a little I don't hand think pie or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah nice. It's really wonderful. good. Um, so uh, they have all those. They also like kind of got personal. Like, I feel like writing on this team or developing with this team would have been a lot of fun. One of the most powerful weapons in the game is the concrete donkey. And you're like, okay, cool. It's a concrete donkey. It's just whatever you drop it and it destroys everything. Um, but they only did that because uh, the the uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, Andy Davidson, had a big concrete statue of a donkey in his garden. And they were just like, fuck it. That's the stupidest thing ever. We're throwing that in the game. They had a carpet bomb that they called Mike's Carpet Bomb okay. only because they worked across the street from a store called Mike's Carpets. Like they would just like throw these things in just for themselves. And I feel like that's a very you and me thing to yep. do. Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. It's either that, like where I want to give him a lot of credit for making it personal or you're like, you're just like, I don't know what to call it. And you start looking around yeah. your office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, that's G- a lamp gun. Griffin. And that's, yeah, that's a lamp gun. This is a pen mobile. <laughs> and that's it. Are you just looking around your office? No. No. This is a desk chair. This is a computer. Dickhead bomb. Hey, what? No. Hey, come on. Hey, come I'm on. right here. Um, so I, I think maybe you, uh, we'll get into it, Andrew. You, you mentioned that you played this game a lot uh, mm-hmm. uh, with your neighbor. Yep. I played this who game a ton. Um, I actually heard a comedian who who said the same thing. Like when I was a kid, I used to make tournaments a lot, like like mm. brackets, and then like play a game as each of the the people in the brackets and see who, who would win. Oh, interesting. And when I heard this comedian say that he used to do the same thing, I was like, holy shit. That is, like, I felt seen. And this, and it reminds me of Worms because I used to, like, also make teams of different things or people that I like and I would just play right. everyone's turn yeah. and whoever won would be the champion. And I wouldn't, I, I'd try not to play with any bias. That's the most just way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. Who was that comedian? Jesus I, Christ? Himself. Life's comedian. Life's, <laughs> life's comedian. <laughs> Everyone, stop joking around. It was Abraham Lincoln. It's like, <laughs> whoa, wow, wow. That's wow. amazing. Invents the choke slam and creates worms Loves jokes. brackets. My Loves God. brackets. Oh, sorry, brackets. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't we get into our reviews, Andrew? All right. Are you good with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games to specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up, as though we're reviewing it back when it first came out. Then we give it its second break. Uh, then we take a bit of a break and revisit the game and give it its second ranking, there also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score out of a possible 16 bits, with eight of those bits coming from Andrew, four for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Hey, Andrew. What's up? Why don't you fucking lob your opinion over my way like a grenade? Oh, I like that. break it down. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It still kind Much of like works. a bomb would with the human body. It would break it down. Break it down. 100%. Into several juicy, <laughs> delicious parts. Several thousand pieces. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, okay, worms. Um, uh, I got worms. 
yeah, I'm surprised we haven't gone I that know, far into I making know. a joke about that yet. Um, I'm proud of us. Yeah. It only took well, I did it. 47 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. This this game, it's an interesting one to do because I there were so many more from childhood. This goes into like the second tier yeah. of games for okay. me where I would be like, I would reach for other ones. Um, you know, it's really, it wasn't the Sunny D. It was the grape stuff. Sure, to my sure. To my Sunny D, which is probably like Ages of Vampire or SimCity or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so... I, I, therefore, I'm not going to give it a really high score. But when I played it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was always a really fun time. It was a great co-op experience. It was great, uh, you know, kind of strategy. I love strategy games, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, based yeah. on the things that I just talked about, the yep. different games. And um, and so I, I, it was really down my alley. That being said, even as a kid, I could see that it was a little shallow. Yeah. Like you couldn't play it for six hours. You know, like, you know, when unless you're a kid, you had a dumb imagination like me. <laughs> yeah. This is not a personal thing. I, <laughs> but you know, like one of those things where you're a kid and you're like legs go numb because you were playing video yep. games. Oh yeah. This wouldn't happen playing worms because I just didn't, I would have to go like, well, let's play something else for sure. a bit, but sure. enjoy the game. So I'm going to give it a three out of four. Nice. I, uh, I'm, I'm very similar in my sentiments. This wouldn't be in the in like the pantheon of my favorite PC games of all mm-hmm. time. But I did play a shit ton of this game. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> and I definitely did play those like four or five hour stints with oh, this wow. game, even knowing how shallow it was. Like, I think at that age, all I wanted was an outlet for whatever was going on in my head to just go somewhere. So whether it was the brackets or whether it was playing road hockey with myself or just like doing a repetitive task, like I wanted things like worms would be a lightning rod for, for those that need to kind of see competition and engage in competition. And, uh, because of that, I could, you know, we talk about how, how different games like beat em ups, like arcade beat em ups take on a whole new meaning when you just apply a new skin to them. Mm -hmm. Like is the Simpsons arcade game really a good arcade game or do we like it because it's the Simpsons? Mm -hmm. Imagine, in my, in your mind, you could basically make the game whatever you wanted it to be. Wow! So when I named the worms Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker and the and the other side Darth Vader and the, like, then it was basically I was playing a Star Wars game. Yeah, and I I would. I would leave the last enemy alive and like torture them, like like I would in The Sims. Like I would, Good I would, God. I would like lob grenades on either side of them to make them like a, a little, like a, on a little island, and then I would get cut the island out so they'd fall in the water and be like, "We are victorious!" Like I, I fucking, I play this game a ton. Not enough that I'm going to give it a four, okay. but I am going to give it a 3.5. Oh, wow. it, it meant that much to me growing up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to go four there, but uh, yeah, it, not, not quite enough. And, and I think here's why is I, I played a lot of the subsequent releases of worms, oh. not too long after uh, worms. Worms two was the one I, I really played, but we're okay. going to be playing worms one just to go back. Worms to also worms as well. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to, uh, uh, but worms, worms two was kind of, to me, the pinnacle of the franchise. Sure. Um, and then beyond that, I just, it never captured that, um, that, that love for me. So it is tarnished a little bit by what came afterwards. Okay. And we are kind of giving it a, a franchise score because we've played multiple entries. Yeah, so, I, and I also yeah. can't imagine we would go back and go like, Worms 3, that's the one that we're going to do yeah, next yeah, yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah well, well, for the most part, I, I totally understand that. So uh, with your three and a half and my three, that's a six and a half out of eight. Pretty good Ooh, start. Very good start. I don't know. Let's see if it holds up, babies. Whoa, what? That's what they sound like. Jesus Christ, this is terrifying. Look how disgusting the worms look. Yeah, there is so much 
phallic nature to this. Oh my god. I mean, they are worms. Yeah. What are those animals called? They're like, um... Humans. Ugh. They're the worst. <laughs> no, they're like blind, um... Oh, uh, mole rats. Mole rats. Yeah. They look like mole rats. The, the Kevin Smith film? There was... Yeah. <laughs> What's this font? It's always in old games. Oh, yeah. It's like you know the I mean? Doom font, Duke yeah. Nukem font. Yeah, no, but there was a, a change from, you can see Worms 1 is like very dark and warlike, and mm. Worms 2 became very arcadey. So there, there is a and, big difference And there. just to be clear, this is Worms 1. This is Worms 1, yeah. so it is very dark. So, Worm Options. Oh, of course, we've got to discover all those worm options. Game options, weapon options, load save options, audio video. How recently did it rain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robin it's danger. Very important. Is it is it early in the morning? Yeah. Oh, hopefully not. We don't want to get eaten. All right, let's uh, let's go team entry. Okay. Uh, the captain. Uh, the captain is going to be Mikey. Oh, what the hell? We can actually play against team? each other as well. Oh, how do we do that? We name different teams, and then uh, and then we can play two players. So sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna the big boys spelled with a Z. That's gonna be my Classic. team. Classic. You could have been facing the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. <laughs> and I don't want Andy on my team then. What the hell? Well, because you're your gonna... best player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have Leo Lee instead. Oh, that's great. There you go. Rep out Leo. What's up? Yeah, Stumpy and Horatio. You guys can stay. <laughs> All right, so player two is gonna be the team name will be Good Guys with a Z, and captain will be the. Chester. Chester? Well, you're not going to be the captain. I've always been a strong number two. <laughs> like in the morning. <laughs> Name already oh. exists. Oh, we did. <laughs> Let's do Chester two. Andy. Oh, Chester's there. God damn oh, it. Oh, there's a what? Chester on the team. Okay, we got to get rid of we got to get rid of him then. I thought they were saying there's another Chester somewhere in the Worms I universe. Know. Man, we're stupid. We didn't even look down. Uh, he's best guy. Best guy. One word. So, you when you and your player two get married, worm number four will be standing <laughs> at your side. So, Chester is the captain, Floyd, Andy, and best guy. And that's team good guys, unfortunately. So, select teams to compete. We got big boys and the good guys. Should have been team you lose. This you is Lucy's. Like you Lucy's. Team Newsies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we got a little FMV we're watching. Okay, they either are hot dogs or penises. There's there are, just no way around it. Can't they be both, Andrew? Yeah, 100%. Put them in a pair of buns. Oh, put them in a pair of buns. Oh, this oh. is adorable. The worm's trying to run away and a bazooka bullet is chasing it. adorable? This is... It's so, terrifying. This is so disturbing to me. Guys, YouTube the opening scene of worms. Oh. It is gross. The worm runs like a human but has no legs. Okay, this is funny, though. The bomb is now smelling for the worm. And has realized he went too far and turned around. It's very... Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, yes. Yeah. All right, so we got our worms here. So you have a minute to go. So I see Floyd here. You can kind of move your guy. You go up and down to prep whatever it is you're about to shoot. I have yeah. the bazooka. So you hold the shoot button. Shoot. Shoot. And then your bazooka goes that far. So Andrew's going to go... Okay. Oh, I thought it came back down. No, that's what I thought too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we, so both of our shots, we've, we, we did we, throw away our I shots. I was just going to say we did throw away our shots. I'm going to try to go for Chester. He's the captain of my team. That's exactly what I'm going for. Nope, didn't even come close. Didn't even come close. Lots okay. of wind, though, so you can see the direction yeah. of the winds going as well. This is more of a golf game than I was prepared for. Yeah, we are both under par right now. Oh, Andrew almost oh. uh, clipped. Oh, whoa! Oh. Who's that? Andrew killed one of my guy. Yeah. You killed Leo Lee, you son of a bitch. Oh God, Leo, that was the last one. I was willing to barter with you. To be fair, I don't know what happened there. So it looks like I hit a ship of some kind and it exploded. Oh. Uh, oh. Whoa. Oh, there's landmines. Oh, that's what those little flat things are. Oh. Okay. So I hit one of them. So that's me now. Okay. So now oh. there's a weapon drop coming in. So I do I hit that? I think you have to go collect it. You actually have to go get it. Um. Oh, but when I die, I explode my and I just exploded you. Why? Why do you explode Because you were yourself? right next to me. Because we're worms. We die with honor. 
But that's not an actual explanation of Mikey. <laughs> we are worms. We die with honor. All right, here we go. So if I, I think I, if I hit Floyd, you're basically dead. You're standing on the precipice. Man, and you're pressing, pissing me off. Oh, you just got hit by a landmine. No, but I didn't, it wasn't even close to it though. Yeah, that's what happened with me too. What the fuck was that all about? Why was the, okay, all right, whatever. That felt very strange. <laughs> and now Chester. You got Chester. Who's Poor just Chester. on his own over there. Oh. <laughs> and he hit himself into the water. Oh no. Oh. I was just thinking, I'm like, Chester's gonna be the last one standing. Yeah, I was gonna say, no Chester, one's gonna get him. He was all alone on an island on the very left oh, of the map, sucks. and Andrew just knocked himself off. <laughs> that really sucks. All right, yeah. I only got one guy left. Oh. Andrew just killed himself. Yeah. I don't think I've hit you once. No, I think I killed myself every opportunity I got. And that sounds more like my life. <laughs> now it's just a replay of yeah, Andrew just shooting himself into. Up. This in long, in a large part, is almost like a golf simulator. Yeah, true. You're just trying to get a shot right. All right, let's do it again. All right, let's do it. Big boys and the good guys, motherfucker. Oh, oh that's a that's shot. big one. Oh, what just happened there? Chaos. Horatio lost a bunch. I lost a bunch. Wow, you you hurt you hurt me pretty bad there, man. Yeah, considering it's a blind shot completely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, oh, did you mean to hit the yeah, mine? Yeah, I wanted onto to go me? that way. Wow, so there's a mine on top of a tree. Andrew hit the tree at the bottom to try to throw the mine at me, basically, which is pretty uh, pretty impressive, actually. Thanks, man. Well, Floyd, we hardly knew you. You're a yeah, good, you're a good think, worm. I think I'm going to try to hit you into the mine oh. or hit the mine into Chester. Yeah, this would be incredible. I didn't fly he out as die. much as I thought. Oh, no, oh, he's yeah, dead. he did. He's yeah, dead. He did. But now he's going to blow himself away. There you uh, go. He's going to okay. blow them all away. Okay. Oh! Oh! There you go. I found our weapons. Homing, Homing missile. missile. What the fuck? On Chester. Got him! Wow, okay. Well, that changes a lot. So, uh, fire punch. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh my god, he just did a little uppercut on me. Oh, I did nothing, though. Yeah, oh, you did. Okay, you killed okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. Classic Andy. So there's some benefits to getting real up close and personal. And I think I'm going to fire punch the shit out of you now. Or maybe I'll shotgun you. Okay. Hey, Andrew, do you have any last words? <laughs> uh. Did I shoot myself there, too? You just rolled forward. What the fuck? Oh, now you're going to kill me! Yeah. Damn it, I forgot! Oh, damn it! He exploded me, and now I exploded <laughs> me, too. Oh, you also got yourself <laughs> with that. Yeah, I did. Oh, guess how much health Leo Lee has? I don't know how much. 69! Nice! Nice, 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 nice! Oh, so nice! Nice, nice, Oh, my God! Nice! Oh, so nice! Yeah, so the grenade... Almost isn't affected by the wind, which is strange. No. I thought it would have been Super more affected by the wind. I forgot about him. Like, I, I just remember I used to have such a better handle on how to throw these things. Like, I was yeah. so good at it. Do you know how they throw grenades like they play volleyball, eh? It looks like they're, like, Yeah, they bump far. it up and then hit it with their head. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's it's Andy, the survivor. I was going to say big under Versus underdog. Horatio. <laughs> I went down from 2-1 to now it's a 1-1. Oh, that health would be huge. Okay. Homing missile. Let's see what oh, this... Oh, homing missile. Oh, I didn't know how it worked, but I got it on that last shot. Wow. That's weird. Playing playing the first time with these weapons, you really have to figure out how each yeah. one goes. Yeah, there are certain but there are certain like gimmies like airstrike and homing yeah. missile. Yeah. So I didn't know if homing missile was going to be a, a gimme. Yeah. Well, it, I mean it was. But, <laughs> but like I you had to shoot a certain amount because if I shot it to you Basically, get it out there. You put it in a position where it could find you. Oh, is that true? Yeah, because oh, I had okay. to, I put power on it. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right, so here we go. I do. Yeah. Okay, so we got Leo. Oh, oh Floyd and Beska and Floyd. Floyd and Best guy. Oh, oh God no. damn it! And the bomb. Fuck! 
I think I just killed myself, my leader, my loyal leader. Oh, down to oh, one. One left. Okay. Jesus. Um, oh, you have two airstrikes? Yeah. I don't... Oh, I thought there was only one. Okay, well, Leo, buddy. Oh, no, Leo. Uncle Leo. Hello. Stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, Leo Lee is an ex-worm. You're going to have a tough time getting to my guys. Yeah. Weapon drop. Do you only really have weapon? one guy? I only have one guy oh, left. Oh, he's got one health. So I need a guaranteed hit right now. Take whatever you can. Well, he's got one left. This is kind of an un... No, you used both your airstrikes already. I used one of my airstrikes. I used a homing missile for the other Oh, one. shit. Well, let's give it some hype. Oh, oh there was, a, there was a, uh, a hill in the way. It saved my life. Okay, <laughs> I will take it. I will take that. Mikey is down to one point. I have three guys left. Yep. Two with full health. Okay. Take whatever you got. So I'm, I'm taking this. Uh, I'm going to go another home and missile because yeah. I, I just can't afford to die here. The one thing about me, I have one oh, shit. I have one health left, but I'm in a pretty tucked away area. You are. It's going to be tough getting to you. Oh, he's teleporting. That's smart. Okay. I'm giving myself a little bit of a wall there with the snowman. Yeah. And it takes away from my ability to use an airstrike on both of you guys. Yes. I oh. wanted to get him out of it. Yes. Ah, there goes Chester. Yes. Okay. Chester's down. Okay. All right. So we're looking at 2v1. This is a real 300 situation. Well, worth a shot. Andrew's hucking a cluster bomb. This is, this is, this could be good. No, it's way far. Oh, oh not that far, okay, actually. That's right. not bad. So that's, that's not bad. Enough. So now... I okay. Oh fuck! Now you're now. What are you gonna do, Mikey? I think I'm gonna teleport. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna teleport to. There's this that's, little area. That's such a good shot. Which yeah. is gonna be very hard for you to hit me. Yeah, there's a little bit of cover up top. Otherwise, if you hucked a grenade, it would basically land where I needed it to land. Oh, it's a great spot for you. Oh, oh no! It's oh. a perfect shot. <laughs> It's a perfect Get shot. in the water! Yes! Floyd's the next worm. Okay, oh Jesus. God. All right, so it's 1v1. Best guy with 100 health. Mikey with one. What I worry is that the bazooka has enough to push straight through the, the snowman. Oh, no! It does! It does! That's it? Oh, uh, Andrew won! Oh, uh, my God. Mikey made it a game, though. Dude, had, that was great. You had one health, and I had three guys, and you brought it down to the last guy. That's that pretty was impressive. Great. And welcome back to the Retrograde. I'm not doing a voice right now because oh. I always do a voice. You when always we come do back, a voice, and I'm not right now. Yeah, is that is this is this Jim Worm? Hey, it's Jim Worm, oh, baby. No. <laughs> oh hello. Oh hello. Yeah, those crazy voices. Yeah, the, I remember in Worms Two, I think they go to a more Lilo and Stitchy voice. Ah, uh, like it's more cutesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was kind of like it is amazing to see the difference in art direction from Worms One to Worms Two, where Worms Two is more like a like a fun loving cartoony movie our, our game this is like gritty and and there's like explosions and death and dark and the worms look like real worms yeah. instead of cartoony worms it's yeah, gross gravestones yeah, and like yeah, it yeah. is dark um with that being said like the graphic style is such a generous way of putting this like yeah, i understand yeah, yeah, this yeah, came yeah, out in yeah, 95 yeah. 96 i'm not trying to hammer it for the time it came out in but they are i think i think each worm is three pixels yeah like <laughs> If that, yeah. If that, like at times... About as many pixels as Mario's mustache. Like that's <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. what we're looking at. Yeah. They gave him a hat because they couldn't figure out hair. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, at times, the worms, if you're waiting, the worms will turn to the camera and do like a little catchphrasey thing like we were saying, like, hello, you know, yeah. whatever. And at that point, they expand in the pixels because they you can see their face. They have to get so a bit expressive. Little eyes, they have, you know, whatever. But it's, you are so far back. It's yeah. hard to... 
You know what that all being said though, I totally understand you imparting characteristics into these people. Right? Like like the last game we played, right? Yeah. I was up three worms to Mikey's one worm who has one tick of health left. I think you were up four. Four. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And Mikey's last worm had one tick of health. Yeah. And he brought me down to one on one. Yeah. Uh, until he finally succumbed to, you know, I don't know, gingivitis or something like that. <laughs> and, but it's hard not to impart, imbue characters into that last one. They were yeah. like, he's so tough. He's an underdog. A hundred percent. I was doing that. And it's, it's, Greg it's, Jennings. it's those Sorry. me against the world's country, Greg Jennings, <laughs> me against the world kind of moments. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the type of thing that kind of can only happen in a game that is devoid of specific characters. Yeah. Because it's now I can choose that that worm is whatever I want it to be. And it it helps that it's just a worm. It's anything. It's not a human being. It's not something with a specific look and feel. It's just a generic figure that I can use my imagination to imagine everything else about it. Right. So a throwback to our, our last week, what would you like to see more in a story mode? The American gladiators or worms, the story. (laughs) What do, you, what do you think? What, what is more interesting to you? I honestly, I love, I still love American Gladiators. The idea of humanizing these beasts yeah. and not getting to use any of their actual skills yeah. to, to play. Um, but the story of worms would scare the shit out of me because I would like to see how they live off of the battlefield. Are oh. they, is that where the anthropomorphization stops? Mm. Do they just go into the water and the real enemy is a single bird yeah. every day? Yeah. Yeah, why aren't we teaming up and, and killing the bird together? You would think these worms could defend themselves pretty heavily against birds. They've got quite the arsenal. Quite the arsenal. Yeah. And that arsenal, one of the interesting things about it is very hard to get your head around how each of the different weapons moves mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And that's kind of the fun of figuring it out. But yeah. I found that once once you recognize, you're like, okay, bazookas very heavily affected by the wind. They kind of go in a straight line, but then you can kind of get them to arc back because they're really affected by the wind. So if someone's on the opposite side of a barrier, grenades, not so much affected by the wind, they can lob and they're going to roll down into a nook and cranny. Um, You can really get creative with how much you can do um, with the limited number of weapons that you have in this game. The Worms Arsenal in in the franchise opens up, I think they have like 60 weapons at their disposal by the later games. But that... It, even this kind of seemed like enough. Like there were, there oh, yeah. were enough options yeah. there. We didn't quite figure out what each of the uh, <laughs> weapons does. No. Like the shotgun would constantly hurt me more than it would hurt you. Yeah, it hurt, it hurt the person using it. Yeah, which was really weird. Uh, it's but, like a statistic about guns. It, it's more likely yeah. to hurt someone in the household. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still am stuck on the player, like the story mode though. Like, okay, so okay, I'm going to give you two scenarios. Okay. And you're going to vote which one that you would like to play okay. more, okay? Is it scenario A, where Soldier Worm returns back from the battlefield um, to find out that he's struggling with infertility with his wife and they have to maybe go to a doctor for that? Oh, okay. is this Ag- Agent Red or something like that? Like Agent, Agent Pink? Orange? Agent Pink, because they're worms. Oh, because they're worms, yeah, of course. Yeah. I know it's Agent Orange. Or the second test is that Nitro has to finish his driver's test and <laughs> so that he can drive to the studio where they film the show every day instead of taking the public bus. So that he can finally uh, 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 drive the minivan that his wife invested for, for his, his birthday. He's got a, I, The idea of Nitro driving a minivan into work is amazing to me. Well, you missed your, you didn't check your side window. <laughs> and, you did, and he's like, please, I need to do this. 
And he's like, you need to do it again. And he's like, oh my God, he just punches a hole through I the lo- roof I love, I love the image of like, he could so easily just crush this driver's head person, but he's yeah. so respectful of authority that he's like, I refuse. But he's doing this all in his like unitard. Well, he gets out of the ball, unstraps yeah. himself and he goes and gets into like, like a Volkswagen. Yeah. I yeah. bet you we could parallel park that ball really well. Yeah, actually. he's like roll, looking yeah. backwards over his shoulder, rolling back. <laughs> Rolling forward. Yeah, I, I just, I like, yeah. like He goes into the store, grabs a bagel, comes out, he's got a parking ticket. Yeah. Like, the, Oh man, <laughs> every time. You think when he's like rolling around his hamster ball, like my car's really dirty. It's got a bunch of like bottles and stuff sure. on the floor. Do you think just like clattering of empty cans and stuff in the bottom? <laughs> Cop pulls him over like, Nitro, have you been drinking? He opens the door, all the beer cans fall out. <laughs> all, all of it. Also, he's like, can we check the trunk? He opens it and there's a jousting stick and he goes, what are you doing with that? And he's like, it's for work. It's registered. Like, I swear it's registered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, I also have to tell you my hands are registered as lethal weapons. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't believe me, ask the contestants of season two. <laughs> I'm a black belt and fucking your wife. What? <laughs> oh my God. More wife cucking from police? No. Good. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So joystick. I, I love that. So yeah. If you like either scenario, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the a, infertile worm. The infertile worm. Which the irony of the phallic nature of this worm. Of course, because they are Use penises. your whole body. And, or scenario B, where Nitro takes a driver's test. Uh, I think I know where my <laughs> vote is. All right, can't wait to hear about it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one too is the horrifying animations uh, when you start a game. Um, oh yeah, the weird FMV sequences. Where you are, essentially the, the worm acts as though a human in, is in a worm costume. Yes. So he has arms and he's running, like he's pumping his arms, but he's like, legs are in like a three-legged race. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like hopping. He's like, oh no, oh no. He wants to pump each leg, but there's no legs. And the, the graphics that, that depict his limbs or her limbs uh, are like, it's it's more of like a like a flab of skin. Yeah. Like it's just kind of like it's another worm attached yeah, to him. Yeah, it's just gross. Yeah. Also, wait a second. Why doesn't he have why does he have arms if he doesn't have legs? What the hell's that? That's all a very about? good question. <laughs> what well, is he, would well, you, you, you gotta need, fire a gun, I you guess. You gotta fire a gun. <laughs> no fingers. Listen, no fingies. When you're a worm, uh-huh. Go on. You gotta fire a gun. <laughs> you gotta you you wake up in the morning. Yep. Wake up in the morning. There's a robin. Knocking on your door. You got to defend yourself. You got to stand your ground. <laughs> stand your ground. You got to stand your ground. Stand your ground laws for that mud of mountain of mud. Mound of mud. The puddle of mud. Puddle of mud. Yeah. Great band. Thank you. They're, you know what? I'm not, I don't know where they're from, but they're from Florida. Um, <laughs> is, uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, the shooting the guns. Where did they get their little army helmets? <laughs> Is there uh, someone building army helmets for these worms? Well, that's why they need their hands or their arms, I guess. No hands. Do you think they just walk into the army surplus store? <laughs> like the, the guy sitting there behind the counter and the door swings open and closes and then yeah. he just looks down and He's there's like a worm there. Around, like, he just oh. points him to the back of the the the, the department store. Just They're buying like, like adorable thimbles and turning. Worm helmets are in the back. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be it'd be really great if they cut to like, you know, in like, you know how every movie now these days is like super meta. Like yes. You cut to a, a playground and it's like uh, a couple of parents just, you know, drinking coffee and talking and they're in this like r- realistic, like horrible, gritty battle. Like their friend gets blown in half and they're like, no, oh my God. And it cuts to the parents and they can't see anything on the ground. Like, it's, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. not even, <laughs> you know, exactly. recognize that how bad it is. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Like, and then it's just like a real peaceful day, pastoral landscape. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. A couple of Robins commenting, like a real I, Stadler and Waldorf. Of the, if of if the I were world. a worm, my helmet, I would just use a, wal- a walnut as my helmet. 
Oh, that's and then if you that's wrote, a huge ass word. If you wrote poetry, yeah, a little top of an acorn, give you a little beanie. <laughs> Is that if they graduate? Yeah, that's their mortarboard. No, I was thinking that's like what a mime would wear, like a little beanie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like a beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. 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 of course, we all know we can't ask them because they're silent, but all mimes are French. And they're all poets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's why they wear the, the beret. Oh, is that like if you graduate from poetry school, they give you the beret? Yeah. yeah. And why do you <laughs> yeah. think uh-huh. all why, why do you think all poems are so confusing? It's because mimes have never spoken before. They're just right. writing down a jumbled mess of words. They do very well at the jumble, yeah. Four out of four. <laughs> <laughs> Mimes get four to four. Um, what do you, so I don't know what you thought in terms of like the actual impressions of the game. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of an interesting one where because the style of the game itself is interesting and semi timeless. Yes, in a lot of ways, it's a strategy. Yeah, it's game. No, and it's also not bad graphics. Like it's just they are what they're they not are. good graphics. Right. They are graphics. <laughs> no one can deny they are. They graphics. are graphics. But it, because of like the role, the turn place role, the turn based role yep. game. Um, it is, I, I compared it on the on the game to golf. Sure, and it is a sure. lot like golf where you're like, well, there's the wind. What club do I want to use? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, is yeah. the destination? Okay, hmm, let's try this. Do I take the layup? Do I take a riskier yeah, shot? Exactly. I, like, yeah. should I go for the kill right now? Or and where I... does that leave me for the next shot? Yeah, yeah, maybe it's like pool then. I don't know, but whatever. And so it's a lot like that where if you take out the guns, it's kind of the same game. You, you, so, you playing a lot of games of pool with wind, Andrew? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you ask no more further follow-up questions, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, but that's that's kind of the issue is like you can strip away all the, not negatives, but things that have not aged well. Graphics, sure, sure. sound, a lot of things like that. Take all those away. It's still at its core, not a bad game. Yeah. Because it's a, not a bad game, not a bad idea. Okay. Um, the actual operation of it, it's like, okay, I totally get this. And you could whatever, put it whatever skin, modernize it, change it however you want. But at the at its core, it's still a good game. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like, I don't want to overstate it a little bit, but um, there is a lot about this game that makes sense timeless wise. Yeah. I, I think like I'll, I'll immediately come out and say, I think I probably enjoyed it more than you um, just mm. based on, on that explanation. Like, I don't think I need to even really explain away um, certain graphical issues and this and that. Like, I thought the game was fun. Like I had a really fun time with it. When I think about, you and I playing these games that we do in our our reviews, um, it's not that often that we end up very excited and engaged in a game where it's you versus me. Yeah. And I feel like we were kind of there. Yep. Uh, yeah, especially yep. as we started to figure out how the new weapons worked. Right. We were developing strategies, and mm-hmm. every time someone would make a change, we'd kind of follow suit or tweak it in a different way, uh, like how to use the teleporter, how to use the homing missiles, how to do this, how to do that. And it it just felt like we were building an arsenal, not only of the weapon familiarity, but about tactics. And I felt like I could have developed those tactics further, gotten better at using the wind on a shot. That's going to draw it, draw it back and hook around on you or something like that. Um, And I could, I could, I easily could have played another few rounds of that. Like I I did, I really enjoyed the gameplay of it so much so that I didn't even notice the issues with graphics and and sound. It didn't even get in the way. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. A better presentation would certainly help it. Yes. But I don't think that because the mechanics are so sound and hold up very well to this day, uh, I don't think um, it was necessary to have like crazy good graphics or, or, or art design. Right. Well, that's totally fair enough. Um, let's get into it then. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. So with our previous scores, Mikey gave it a three and a half and I gave it a three for a six and a half out of eight. 
and now our current scores. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of cheated my score a little bit. It's a good game. Like yeah. at its at its core and at its mechanics are a good game. It's simple enough that you could still play this one today and it doesn't screw you up. No, not at all. You know, there aren't things that are getting in the way. Yeah. There are ways that it could have been better in my eyes. For sure. I, I think I think if you add any level of graphic to it, not a graphic that gets in the way, not a graphic where you go, this is the star of the show now, mm-hmm. look at this, but a graphic where you can kind of tell what's going on more. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, certain, there were certain punishments that we faced just because we couldn't tell how far we were, mm-hmm. what the obstacles around us were. Landmines are in this game and you can't really tell where they are at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, like, at times we would shoot each other and then go, oh God, there was a landmine there? Yeah, yeah. And you like, yeah. someone would go off. So that would have been obviously improved with better graphics, but I once again, I can't hammer this. It's not like this game that came out four years ago. It came right. out in 1995. Like, right. good God. So, that being said, sound, I think, could have obviously been a lot better too. Yeah, but yeah. that goes into everything I just said about the graphics. Um, I think, you know, some some, some small control stuff. I think the, the heads up is, is both detailed and a little confusing where it's not really giving you all the information, sure. but it's giving you enough information that you feel, you know. So, that could be, but I'm just talking about minor improvements here. Yep. The actual gameplay itself, the actual game is good. And I think you'd enjoy playing it. I think you'd enjoy playing a friend with like that. I think it's fun to set up the strategy and kind of work your way through it a little bit. But I also do feel that the game is a little shallow. Like you can't, the, the levels are only so big and this is the game. Yeah. And so we can change the levels and we can change weapons slightly, but it, this is it. And so either you like this game or you don't. So I think it's a good game. It's shallow. There are some small improvements, but overall it totally is playable. And I think you should go play it because it was a lot of fun. I'm going to give it two and a half. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think all of the things that it, should improve upon which it did in in subsequent versions but but um if i'm looking at a game and saying these are things you should get better at absolutely the graphics they could have added a little bit more character to it granted we're dealing with a game from 1995 and it's it's a relatively new technology so they probably were limited in what they could do um but if you were to build out a more full product yeah you'd have better sound that gives each of the worms maybe different character. The graphics would help. But apart from that, the core of this game, um, the gameplay, the turn-based gameplay, was a lot of fun. I mm. really enjoyed it. I loved the simplicity of it. I love the comparison to golf as well because it it feels like you would, you know, you're basically, your, your abilities and mechanics don't change. And it's right. not like I'm playing defense against you where I'm going to screw up your shot as you're taking it. It's all about, knowing what you want to do and enacting that in the best way that leaves you open for a good attack and prevents another attack against you. Right. So there's a heavy element of strategy, even for something this simple. And I'd love to explore Worms 2 and any of the subsequent ones to come out because this formula is something that still really resonates with me. I'm giving this one, it's slightly lower than the retro score, but uh, still I think warranted. This one for me is a three out of four. So both got knocked off 0.5 from our original scores. Yes. And simply because I think the reason I'm bringing it down is just because it is a little bit shallow, uh, especially dealing with Worms 1. Yeah. There isn't a ton to do apart from just play, you know, the, the team-based game that we just played. The levels are a little bit more uninteresting than I remember them being. Right. I'm sure in subsequent versions of this game, they get a little bit better. But but yeah, 
taken point five off, but but still a very solid game. Definitely huh. worth checking out. So with a six and a half in the retrograde and now a five and a half in our current score, that's a 12 out of 16. Nice. That's a great score. I think it's a great score. Yeah, it was good all around. It was good in our retrograde and it was good playing it today. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's 25 years old. It's 25 years old, uh, but it's just, it, I mean, that speaks to the formula of it where we thought Lemmings was going to be very good because the formula was yeah. probably just very enjoyable, but the execution ended up being very poor. The controls and mechanics and worms are good enough that they last and they are worth picking up and and still provide an experience that didn't make me feel eh, if they cleaned this up it would have been a lot better yeah, it was good it was good around. as it is yeah like, seriously the expectations wise yeah I didn't expect much going into Worms compared to Lemmings yeah and man Worms is so much better yeah it really is so between the two I think it retrograde recommends Worms there we go so there we go Worms really a lot of fun and we want to hear about your thoughts on Worms um, keep it to the video games but if you have something <laughs> interesting like a hot take you know pro con um, let us know but we had so much fun playing this game and yeah. we hope you were doing well out there we love every single one of you please stay safe wear a mask and we can't wait to talk to you soon just a reminder uh, stay tuned after the credits guys we're going to be going into The Last of Us for a quick five minute chunk before we uh, release the full episode with our spoilers perfect oh you don't want to do a back and forth or anything well I don't know What? it was kind of shocking when Master Chief showed up <laughs> game over Feel free to review the podcast. <laughs> Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at the Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at the retrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-pad. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Hitler was a pretty good artist. It's, it's already getting late. It's already nine. Yeah. Crazy. It's just like, this is what keeps happening to me. I find, like, I, I finish my my uh, dinner and walking Frankie and... and Tidying up a little bit if I if I if I have time and then I'm like I shower work out come down and it's like okay Last of Us time it's nine fifteen yeah okay what? forty minutes and then I need to calm myself down before bed because yeah it's a lot yeah I keep talking to Alex I'm like you should play this game you're gonna really love it yeah she's like it just seems so it's tense. so fucking stressful it is like, it's and so goddamn stressful yeah. she's like scary I'm like it's not scary there are scary moments yeah. where you're like oh god no but my butt is clenched the whole time yes it's just it's. And that's why I also like playing it a little bit more fast paced mm. because it's, I don't feel like I'm at the whim of everyone else waiting for someone to surprise me by spotting me. Yeah. It's like, I'm the hunter now. Like yeah. I'm just, I'm oh, fuck you. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I think that that helps. And it also works for the story of the game Yeah, to own, to take back ownership over things that are happening to you. True. You do them. True. Uh, last thing before we go, where are you at? So I just, I just found out Dina's pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that, I'm not that early on. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is going I'm on? Like, we're going to uh, do it in September. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm Abby now. Uh, they confronted, Abby confronted Ellie in the, uh, in the theater. And now I'm playing as Abby. I'm going to look for Owen. Oh, cool. At the, at the aquarium. I had the scene where her and Owen are in the aquarium. Yeah. Where it's basically like, I'm redoing the beginning of The Last of Us 2 as Abby. Yeah. To make you be like, these are humans yeah. that you're dealing with. There's two sides to every story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, oh man, that's so, great. So far, I will say this, that the gameplay with Abby is 
four times as fun as the gameplay with Ellie. I like it way more. I, I, not to ruin anything, but Abby is Joel. They just took basically. They yeah, took yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, way yeah. she plays because yep. she's more physical than Ellie. Yeah, the guns she has yep. are almost identical. Yeah, and I'm and that doesn't ruin anything for me because it's more militaristic, just yep. like Joel was. Yeah, uh, her arms. They are. I. They're goals. big. They're strong. <laughs> to, oh. I want them to wrap around me. <laughs> I want her to to squeeze my dick like putty until it pops <laughs> it just through pops. the other other side. <laughs> I want her to make me a eunuch. It's. <laughs> Uh, what do you always say? It's arm season. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's arm, arm season, season, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like it's, it's, it's bulking season. It's arm season. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, she's, she's a great change of pace, uh, so far. And like, th- this is the first time, honestly, I kind of felt like up till now it's ba- it's been like a job forcing myself to play. Oh, really? It. Um, I just did not enjoy the gameplay but the story is so good that I couldn't I couldn't yeah. put it down. Uh, and then the first little while, there's actually a really cool moment, which I if 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 this isn't in the intro, I I want to make a point about this when when we talk sure. about it on the podcast. We'll talk about it anyway. There's a scene uh, with Ellie where you come up out of the water and there's someone on their PSP and and. They can't hear you because oh, they've got yeah. the headphones in. I about that. And I heard the song that was coming off of the PSP, and I was like, I recognize it. What is that from? I was like, I thought it sounded like Luminaze or something, like an early PSP game. And I, I zoomed in on it, and it was Hotline Miami. Oh. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, why would they be playing Hotline Miami, and why do they allow me to hear that song? And I'm like, wait a second. Have I been playing The Last of Us 2 wrong this whole time? as like this very reserved stealth based, take this person down, take this person Mm -hmm. down instead of what you're encouraged to do in hotline Miami is just go in there, use whatever you find, get your way through it, barely make it through. But as long as you're, you survive on the other end, you're good. And I started to play the encounters as I would have played them in hotline Miami. Right. And the game got infinitely better. And I was like, how genius of the, you can't tell me they didn't mean to do that. No, I, I bet you, no. Considering how much of this game is combed over, I can't imagine yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, I also agree with you. That's kind of how I play. It's like one, two stealths, and then, all right, I've taken this corner. Now it's time to clear everyone else out. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there, there was a moment when I first started playing with Abby and she has that rifle. That's so, I love that rifle. A little longer term, yeah. mid, mid-range rifle. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. I, uh, and I threw a, a pipe bomb and people kind of gathered around one area. And then I just like popped up from behind a train and like headshot, headshot, headshot. And I was like, that felt so good. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I used ammo and the world didn't end. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm glad to hear that because I, I, I agree with you. Also, I felt as the game progressed, I was more brazen about my gameplay style. Yeah. I felt my character and my skill with the game getting stronger. Yeah. And so I felt doing it more. True, true, true. So, okay. Okay.